I'm thinking we need to think anew. Mm. New think. Oh. AWA. Okay, that was good. I didn't. Matt. Just what trying to wonder which one you were getting at there, but we're talking about a comic book series that everyone brand needs new number to one from this last week. Read. Let's do it. Butch wants to read it. New Think number one, AWA 2022 release. There's only one book that is out, and we have a creative team that is powerful. Ryan, hit him with it. This book is written by is it Greg Hurwitz? Yep. And Mike Diodato Jr. doing the artwork in here. Again, he's done a lot of AWA books. Dude, Greg has done Wolverine and Punisher. Yeah, and he actually wrote uh, Knighted, which was an AWA book that just recently wrapped up. This isn't even his first time with this publisher. So um, check this out. This is a five-issue anthology, all right? Very important that people know about that going into it because your expectations will be off. If you don't, we'll get to that in here in a second. It's a five-issue anthology, and hit them with the different artists that are going to be part of this series. That's exciting to me. So yeah, uh, Greg Hurwitz is going to be writing all five of these issues, but the artist will rotate. So you got Mike Diodato here in the first one. We got Comic Butch just causing a ruckus already. Let's give a like for Comic Butch, Comic Fam. And He's Ryan, can you kick him off? I'll, I'll actually hold him. There you go. Sorry, yeah. Butch. Butch, come over here, buddy. What's he talking? All right, who else we got on this? Okay, like I said, Mike is doing issue one here. Uh, Mike Choi, friend of the show, is going to be jumping on to do one of these uh, new think issues, which I'm very excited to read. Uh, Kieran Grant is doing one, Ramon Rosanis, and Will Conrad. Artists who've done Spider-Man, artists who've done Star Wars, artists who've done X-Man, artists who've done Fantastic Four and The Flash. This right here is essentially, essentially a, what's that Netflix show, Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. It's Black Mirror in comic books. But what a interesting wave of emotions you feel when reading this comic. Like, yes, there are times that you feel Dark, you know, it takes you to dark places, uncomfortable places. This comic, I wasn't expecting to take us there in that way because I didn't know it was an anthology until I looked it up. Is there going to be another issue that's going to continue this narrative? And when I found out that it wasn't, I had to look at the comic book again and give it a whole reread. And it's worth the reread alone for the graphic design, for the art on the inside. But the dark feeling you get from this is something that just gets me hyped about comics. I like feeling dread. You know, I'm a big horror fan. I like things that make me feel uncomfortable. And this does that like every single page. Yeah. I'm, uh, you said horror. And that's where my first instinct when reading that this book exists. Like my gut instinct is this is a horror anthology. Because those usually, you know, for me anyway, that's what I read. Horror I gotta, anthologies. Dude, I got to say something too. Not a horror book. I got to say something, Ryan. Yeah. What it's important. Say? What are you saying? You smell good. I smell good. And the reason why I know you smell good is because Butch smells like you. Oh. So whatever you're wearing, brother, you're rocking the hell out of it. Well, Butch is transferring it. It is. Yes, I'll just spray him with more of my cologne when you're not looking. So this comic book, issue number one, takes us through the history of technology. That's pretty much it. And here's the thing. This is, this is impossible to spoil. This is the most spoiler-free spoiler review you can do because we can tell you what it's about and it doesn't necessarily matter because unless you read it in hand, well, digitally or, you know, on a comic book, you're not going to get what this comic book provides because the narrative is something you have to experience. And we can say that about a lot of comic books, sure, but there's a lot of like plot twists and character development that you have to kind of hang your hat on when you're writing a comic book, when artists really go all in, especially on an anthology. Ryan, you pointed out something amazing. There is no characters in this. There's no lead character. There's no antagonist per se, arguably. Sure. 
It's hard to spoil because it's effectively like a history lesson, a, a modern history lesson of technology and screens. And I would actually recommend reading this book digitally. Normally, I don't recommend one way or, or the other, but I think um, I first read this book digitally. And I think uh, reading it on a screen will give you a completely, it will augment your feelings of discomfort. It's almost should, like, this is just a little tip, but this right here, because so much of this anthology is going to focus on technology and how it's intertwined with our lives as human beings in negative ways, potentially, because it's kind of up for interpretation after you read issue number one. But by the end of it, you're, you definitely don't feel good. And the narrator, rather, the narrating is done in a way, verbiage is chosen for a reason because there's ways that you can say we rely on technology, but the word slavery gets thrown around a lot. And that right there puts you in a mindset of, wait a minute, although we are just explaining something that's happened and also kind of takes you into a future where things get a little bit more robust and technology starts to expand, you then look at these words and go, oh, wait a minute, this isn't as it seems on the surface. This actually is terrible. Yeah, you got to show more pictures from in here too. Okay, the, so uh, the overall layouts and the panel design here is is exciting. It's the growth of the screens. The screens are discussed in a way. They're technically the villain of this issue, and there's screens with a, with a K, a, it, sc a screen, as if they're sentient. Right, the a screens were organism. born, yeah. and then the screens expanded. They intertwined themselves in human life, and then humans start to rely on them for making money. And then they start to rely on them for entertainment. And then all of a sudden now you're going into like the Wally aspect of, well, now they are literally relying on this for everything. And then it goes into combining humans with technology, specifically, you know, biology, et cetera. Evolution. Yeah. I mean, it starts off with big clunky computers and it kind of follows the proliferation and the evolution of computers into uh, sleeker and sleeker models of computers. And then they started talking to each other via the Internet and then they started reproducing and getting smaller and smaller to stuff that we can use in our pockets. What we're looking at right now is a part of the history of screens in this short narrative. And we are looking at a father who is sitting at a computer with his family in the background, ignoring his family at dinner what it, is what it looks like. And then an immediate panel after where his family is like gone to bed, but he is still there. No, no, that's, that's, him, that's him at, he's not even at home anymore. He's oh, at work. Oh, excuse me. He's at work. Work and, okay, rather, work and his home life is, sh they're showing parallels. That, that's actually the correct way to put him it. Him sitting at a computer, the exact You're same You're right, pose. different background. Right, he's doing the same thing in two different places. His whole life revolves around working at a computer screen. Right. What does it say here? Actually, oh, right. that a worker's life now consisted largely of spending time with the screen on his domestic altar at home with his family in the background being neglected, and then spending time with another screen at his workplace altar. So they, they, use, they throw the word altar around a lot here to kind of... That's the word we're talking about. They're worshiping at an altar to like gods and their, their slaves and masters. And it's, it's, it puts a little, little spin on our relationship with screens and technology throughout the years. And it's not wrong. So on one hand, this is definitely just like a... Almost like a documentary. Just the evolution of computing and its relationship with humans in the, at the end of the 20th century. But on the other hand, it's got this kind of creepy narration going on in the background... Uh, Telling it from the other the other side of it, from the screen's perspective and their slow infiltration into our society. Infiltration is a good way to put it because it is like a takeover. This right here is the start 
of a comic where you feel like by the end of it, if this was going to be a continuation, a non-anthology, that there would be something that takes place that starts a narrative. That's not what you get here. This right here is just an experience, open, shut, one comic book, and it's going to make you feel some ways, and you're going to like it. If you enjoy feeling, you know, that dark, it's kind of like um, that dark existential <clears throat> realism type. I know of we feeling. talk about these movies like every show, but like Hereditary, or or Midsummer, even the beginning of those movies dealing with like loss, loss and grief trauma. and depression, and like not necessarily horror movie feelings, but discomfort and like the ability of a work of art to kind of make you feel kind of gross and a little like it's a little sketched out and and creeped out and. I don't know. It's uh, I like it. I like it a lot. This is a good book. Okay. Last thing that I need to ask um, the creative team and or the community. Are you reading this comic? Are you reading any other AWA comics? Because this is one of those situations where they're in my book, just a publishing company that I don't need to be sold a synopsis anymore. My favorite publisher. Anything they do, I put on my pull list. It, it, it's just out of the park every single time. They have a very high standard for their comic book writing. And as you've seen in a lot of these panels, they have members who are skilled with graphic design, like beyond the art, the panel placements, it's unique. And we've seen that time and time again, where sometimes it, it's like, it's different from comic to comic, but you see there's extra effort in how you consume it. And this right here is a perfect example of when you do that right. And the comic itself is an experience in the way we're describing you hit a home run. Also, is this guy on the escalator Heisenberg? That's the other question that I have. That's very important. Um, I'm going to have to zoom in here so everyone can see it. But there's a reason why. Like, this is an open shut comic. Like, there's this is just, is this an Easter egg? I have to know. These are some of the things I think about when I'm reading comic books. Let me know in the comment section. Hit the like and subscribe. Oh, my gosh. AWA. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. That was New Think, number one, from AWA. We're off to a very good start with that book. We're one issue down, just came out last week. I'm very excited to see where that book goes in the future.